Welcome to episode 391 of the show. Today's question is a follow-up from the Evolve Africa Instagram live session. And one of the questions that we tackled then was how to compete with big brands in terms of our pricing. Now, this is something that we're not um, unfamiliar with, those of us in the wedding and the event space, because people... um, People always want to know whether, uh, looking upwards or downwards, how to compete with the uh, big brands. Now, in other businesses, sometimes it might be a matter of reviewing your prices downwards. Like, for instance, if you're into, um, what's it called, fast-moving consumer goods. Yeah, I think that's what they're called, fast-moving consumer goods, like uh, cereal, soap, detergent, uh, things like that. And you're coming in at the uh, boutique range. Then, um, obviously, the larger players like um, uh, Nestle and uh, Johnson & Johnson's and the rest of them might have lower prices. And because of that, they're able to capture more market share and you're wondering how can I match my pricing how can I reduce it um, downwards although in the wedding and the event space sometimes it's more about reviewing upwards because you're coming into uh, the market you're a wedding photographer you're charging 150 250k and you're looking like the big boys looking at rather the big boys and girls and you're wondering uh, can I take them on and increase my prices to 800k 1.2m and um you know, however much it is that the big boys and the big girls um, charge. So whether you're looking at things from um, a top-down perspective or bottom-up, whether you are in um, the wedding space or whether you're in the fast-moving consumer goods space, there's always that question on whether you can compete with the big boys and whether you can compete with the uh, big girls. You know, can you match their uh, pricing? Can you scale up? Can you scale down? Now, um, I didn't go into the meat of the question per se, but rather I posed some questions on whether you can match the advertising costs to become a household name in the first place. Because the truth is that the big boys and the big girls in your space, so if you're in the fast-moving consumer goods business, Johnson & Johnson's, uh, Unilever, uh, Nestle, NASCO, uh, yeah, NASCO, they're the ones that make NASCO biscuits, NASCO cornflakes, Uh, let's see, what else? Um, okay, Peak. I think Peak is made by Unilever, is it? I can't remember. Anyway, but bottom line is these people have been there for a very long time. They have huge advertising budgets and they have been spending millions of naira in advertising over the course of decades for a very long time. So if you're coming into this space, uh, boutique, because obviously everybody's going to come in boutique, you're going to start making it in your uh, in your house, uh, in your bathroom, whatever, and then from there you move to a small uh, factory at the back of the house before you get a bigger space and then on and on. So really, do you have that much money to match them in advertising costs? Because they were able to get to where they were because of this huge advertising outlay that they have done over time. And do you have that kind of money to take them head on? That's something you should ask yourself. Another thing to consider is that market incumbents usually, apart from advertising costs, usually have established um, relationships with uh, stakeholders and um, uh, stakeholders and customers, uh, entrenched relationships over a long time. So um, uh, Unilever, Nestle, you know, all these brands, they've been building relationships with us for a very long time. I mean, I've been using um, close-up toothpaste since I was a kid. Yes, I know that close-up toothpaste is not it's not the coolest thing, but that's what I use anyway. So, close-up, I think close-up is a Unilever brand. So, Unilever has been here for a very long time, entrenched relationships, 
with distributors and customers and you really think you're going to come and um, upset them overnight or in just one year it's something to have a serious uh, think about whether you can match the um, advertising costs and uh, the cost and the time that is required to build um, all these relationships and it's the same thing when you look at the wedding and the event space if you look at the big boy or the big girl in your space you will find that they have been in this gig for a very long time they have spent a lot in advertising costs as well whether it's going to bridal shows or advertising on instagram sometimes these people haven't spent much in terms of advertising but they have paid their dues and they have paid the cost because they were early into the uh, social media game whether it's bella niger or instagram um, or um, Flickr. Yeah, Flickr was one that we used to use back in the day. So they've been there, they've been grinding out, they've been posting, they've been trying to uh, optimize their engagement and visibility and then stuff like that. So time and money has been spent. So you, you know, the newbie photographer coming into the game right now or the newbie wedding planner, can you really match the time and money that they have spent in building relationships and in advertising and in promotion you know do you think you can out spend them or out push them now just consider i mean is that realistic so let's say you have a very rich uh, uncle or auntie and they're willing to uh um support you whatever it costs then yeah it is possible you can come in especially if you're highly talented and then you now just blast out with your facebook um uh your space uh, your what's it called instagram sponsored posts facebook advertising things like that you absolutely uh can do that and that's part of the strategy that uh people in the startup space in uh, north america do you have your idea you raise it you know ton load of money and that's the whole point of raising all that money so you can hire staff get buildings promote advertise to get all the traction in two three years that other people would have taken maybe 10 or 20 years um 10 or 20 years uh, to build and that's precisely the reason why companies like uh, facebook and google and the rest of them in this new um, digital economy can quickly uh, outpace and outgrow companies like uh, ibm and the others that have been in this space for a very long time it's precisely because they were able to go out raise a shit ton of money and then uh move quickly so if you have really deep pockets, then yes, you can compete with anybody, assuming that the fundamentals um, that the fundamentals are solid, assuming that you're a good wedding photographer, you're a good planner. If you are crap at planning and you raise all this money, you're just going to waste your money. Because if you're crap at wedding planning or if you're crap at wedding photography and then you throw $5 million into advertising costs, then yes, you're going to get lots of business, but then people will get there and be like, ah, this guy, Kunle, I mean, he's a fraudster, he's crap, oh, Kemi, she's rubbish. And then they'll leave, and you find that you've wasted your 5M or 10M or however much you pumped into um, advertising because you're trying to compete with uh, the big boys and uh, the big girls. So in my own opinion, I think that's the first question to um, ask. The big boy, the big girl, the entrenched players, the reason why they are there is because of money that they have spent over time in advertising. Money and uh, time and uh, relational capital, relational outlay that they have um, built with, um, you know, establishing um, relationships with uh, stakeholders, like in the fast-moving consumer goods space, uh, they've been building relationships with distributors, things like that. Time and money has gone into it. Do you have that time? 
well uh, obviously not and then do you have that money to try and force things through that's what you should ask but if you're going to do that you need to make sure that your fundamentals um, are tight so uh, like i said close up um, is in the market close up toothpaste and then the other brands if you're going to come out with a new uh, brand like um, okay dabor dabor is no longer new uh, that's a uh, what are they called it's all these natural kind of herbal toothpaste so they've been around for a while maybe like uh, 10 years or so so like when dabor was coming out on the block you know those are the kind of questions that they had to ask themselves these people are entrenched how much money do we have what's our goal what's the time frame do we really think we can do this and um, you ask yourself these questions before uh, you begin and so in the wedding space it's going to be the same as well um, I'm a correct wedding photographer. I want to come and I want to blast into the market and I want to tackle the big boys. I want to start charging 1.2 million from the get. Okay, but you need to consider how much money do you have? How much are you going to be able to throw into advertising? And are you going to be able to build relationships with all these people? Um, other wedding vendors, so your photographer, uh, wedding planners, uh, what else? Uh, wedding halls, uh, what else? Bridal shows. Um, you know, are you going to be able to build those relationships and are you going to be able to outmarket these people um, out attention them, let me put it that way, get more attention than they are? So these are the questions that you have to ask, uh, that you have to ask before you consider whether you're going to compete with the big boys and the big girls when it comes to pricing, whether you raise it up or whether you drop it down. But another significant question that I would want us to look at is if we have the capacity to fulfill on our product or service on that scale. So the big boy photographer, the big girl photographer, the big boy wedding planner, the big girl wedding planner has been doing this for a while. And so they have enhanced capacity. The big boy wedding photographer is there and he's the top dog, but he has like 10 or 15 people under him. And so even if they get um, inquiries for 400 weddings in a year, between the 16 of them, they'll be able to rough it and they can make it happen. And they're not going to waste money on um, uh, advertising. And it's the same thing with the wedding planner. They have staff, they have um, resources, they have other stakeholders and partners that they can call on to say, oh, you know what, we're booked, help us, off on, help us out on this and your own profit share is this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. They can work things through. So the big boys and the big girls have enhanced capacity. If you're coming into this thing new, chances are it's just you and your boys. So you're coming in as a wedding photographer. You want to compete with the big boys and the big girls. But the thing is, it's just you and your brother or maybe you and your boys, you know, five or six of you. So even if you have that 5M that you're going to throw into Google Ads, uh, Instagram um, sponsored posts and things like that, and you get lots of um, inquiries, you're getting like 20 inquiries in a month. Do you have the capacity to fulfill? Are you guys skilled enough to be on the phone, to man the phones, to make sure that you convert? Because if 20 people are calling you every month, but you're only capturing one sale, then you know you guys are being highly um, inefficient about the whole thing. And you're just wasting um, loads of money, even though you have 20 people calling you um, every month, 20, 40 people calling you every month. So do you guys have the capacity to fulfill? Are you? Do you have enough people to man the phones if everything goes well? and all the leads start flowing in and all the inquiries start coming in do you have the capacity to fulfill are you guys going to be able to man the phones if you collect the money and you're, if you're able to man the phones and you're able to uh, get the agreements and you're able to collect all that money are you guys going to be able to fulfill all those weddings 
if you have six weddings to shoot in a month or eight weddings to plan in a month, do you have the manpower to fulfill that? Are you and your crew of uh, uh, two or three photographers or you and your crew of, uh, let's say, your wedding planner and you have uh, two coordinators under you, is that something that you have the capacity to fulfill now? Because if you don't, you're going to end up causing more problems than good. Because um, let's take a nightmare scenario for wedding photographers. You guys get lots of calls in May and lots of calls in June, and then you guys collect money and you put a bunch of things on on the on the calendar, only to realize two days before that you guys are double booked. Now, because a uh, double book, that's when you have, uh, let's say, 2nd of May and you have two weddings for that day or three weddings for that day and you guys are booked out. You've been talking with the bride. The bride knows you. Maybe the bride knows your uh, so, um, your your subs, your subcontractors. Maybe they know you and they know Kunle and they know uh, Rose, let's say. Uh, so they know you, they know Kunle, they know Rose. But because you guys are double booked, you have to call in um, Ismail, you know, last minute. Is that something that the bride is going to appreciate? She's been talking with you guys, but then now the wedding day comes, you didn't tell her, and then, you know, who is this Ismail fellow, you know, and stuff like that there's going to be lots of points of attrition if you don't have the capacity to fulfill assuming that your plans go according to scale you know um come to fruition if you have the money <clears throat> and you're able to blitz through with the advertising and everything do you have the capacity for, um, to fulfill so i think these are the questions that we ought to be asking ourselves before we worry about competing with the big boys and the big girls so i really think it's okay to just come in wherever you're at and try to make sure that you're fully optimized and you're gaining traction wherever you're at and then let these things play out over time so if you're coming in now and you're coming in at 150k or 250k as a wedding photographer just you know be humble be calm with that and take it from there start uh start from there make sure that you can fulfill all the weddings that you get so first of all make sure that you're going to be able to field all the calls that you have and all the inquiries and sort through and figure out who is serious from who is unserious uh you're able to feel from beginning to end you're not having uh, too much quarrel with your customers and then you start scaling uh from there because it's only when you can do it real well with uh two three four clients that you're going to be able to scale it up um so that you can uh you can efficiently do it uh at you know 10 clients a month you know 10 weddings a month or eight weddings a month or however many it is um that you guys are going to be doing so i really think it's okay you don't have to from day one worry about how you're going to compete with the big boys um or the big girls so in the fast moving consumer goods space i really think you know that's that's how it is so dabor they came into the market today dabor is i think is a household name uh people see dabor over the place um I've tried Dabur before, actually there. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. But I still like my harsh um I still prefer my harsh uh, close up. So uh, yeah, so Dabur they came in when they came in and now they're a household name. Um it took some time, it took some advertising, but I think uh they are there as a credible alternative. <clears throat> so excuse me, a credible um alter uh Nigerian local alternative. When it comes to um, the toothpaste and so it's going to be the same as well coming at your 250 just take it easy work on the fundamentals and then over time especially if you're uh, following the tips that we advocate on this podcast with um, uh, you know feedback loops and uh, feedback loops and um, 
getting data from your clients. You're going to be able to figure out who you should be targeting, what your USP is, and you know, over time, you're going to be able to work your way up. You'll be able to go from 250 to 500, 500 to 700, from 700 to 1.2 to whatever it is that um, uh, you want to charge. So that's my own take. Can you compete with the big brands in terms of pricing? Yes, you absolutely can, but it's going to require a lot in advertising costs because you're trying to make up for uh, time and the relationships that the entrenched players already have. So yes, it can be done, but you have to ask yourself realistically, can you match those advertising costs to become a household name? And um, most importantly, do you have what it takes to fulfill uh, the capacity and the inventory to fulfill because if your plans work out and you don't end up fulfilling you're going to create more problems for yourself because you're not going to have a bad uh, reputation people are like oh let me try xyz wedding photography and like oh don't mind those boys uh, i tried them uh, this is what happens my sister this is how they messed up my sister's wedding this is how they messed up funke's wedding this is how they messed up sadiq's wedding blah 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 and you're just going to get um, a bad reputation so uh, that's it for today thank you very much for listening for, to today's episode i'm your host abuja based sales and business consultant tavishima ginormous george ayede thanks for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next recording